You're listening to The Real King with Joe and Heidi King. This week, we are talking about imagination and how it can either bolster your faith or be a hindrance to it. We want to align every thought with God's vision and plan for us, right? Well, let's get into it. You good? Yeah, I think we're good. Hello, and welcome. Welcome. (laughs) To this week's podcast. (laughs) Carlos, are you ready? I was born ready. What a week. What a church service. What a week, and it's Monday. (laughs) What a week. No, like last week was a a week. Last week was a week. I felt like it was Monday to Friday in a blink of an eye. Yeah, and just so much. So much stuff. Yeah. Yeah, can't definitely. think of a single thing at the moment. But <laughs> oh, what can, happened last week? Um, no, I was really busy at work and yeah. just busy everywhere. It was a lot. We had some technical problems with the PCAST. Oh, yeah, that was our Monday. Yeah. Yeah, but we bounced back. Yeah. It's kind of neat, though, to see... Kind of neat. Oh, that's pretty neat. neat. That's pretty neat. Well, you do the podcast every week, and you think about... You know, getting it out there, getting the message, praying that God does something for somebody through it. And then you don't realize how much it means to you to be in this process until you can't. Oh, yeah. You know, like you, we had no control. Yeah. You get so used to things just Working. being there mm-hmm. and being on time and like being good that mm-hmm. when they don't, you're like, Oh my gosh! This is so bad. This is bad. This is bad. This is bad. This is bad. When you, you, I, I didn't know I cared that much. Yeah, yeah. Well, even not recording tonight, like where it was a possibility that we weren't record tonight, I was like, we can't not do that. That's bad. Yeah. <laughs> like it's where we have to be on Mondays now. We have one in the pocket just in case. But right, it's still like a thing that has happened now, though, where. It's, it's like built in. It's like if you missed work, like you know that like Mondays you, we're recording yeah. now. And if yeah. you don't do that, like it makes me feel like a piece is missing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's a it's a good like we pray about what to talk about. We mm-hmm. we have intimacy with God over being led. So to cut that part of the week that that makes it really hard to get through your day. Mm-hmm. So, like, just the thought of it was like. I don't want to. I don't want to disrupt what we have going on. What I'm hearing <clears throat> is that you didn't want to miss seeing me. I didn't want to miss dinner either. You make the best fried rice. Stop! It wasn't so fried, rice, fried rice. That's Chinese, first of all. I do I make know. good fried rice Spanish as well. Rice. Yeah. If I wasn't doing this and my full time job and everything else that's going on, maybe I would venture into having like a little pop. Pop up. You wouldn't want to do that though. Because, oh, like, we were both in service industry and restaurant. Like, I would do it the Roy Choi way where I have a certain amount of food and, and it's, it's just done. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's a good way to do it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's, it's hard when you are in that industry because you're, you're always working the hardest when everybody else is enjoying life. I feel like not necessarily with like pop up though. No, but in, in that, like, when we go to dinner with church people, I go prepared because as a as a follower of Christ, 
I'm, I'm to be a blessing. So after working in that industry and serving people that are supposed to be in the eye of the public, serving people that don't, they're not gratuitous of what Say they receive. Say normal words, Joe. Say like normal what? words. <laughs> gratuitous? Do you mean they don't tip? Yeah, they don't tip. Good God. Well, they don't tip. They're not thankful for the service. <laughs> They're looking to have the best meal they've ever had in their life. Nerd alert. I don't God. go out to eat to have the best meal of my life. I go out to eat so that I don't have to <laughs> if watch have my the... wife's back while she's doing dishes. I thought he said wash. No, wash watch. my wife's back <laughs> yeah. while well, she's doing like, dishes. <clears throat> when, we, nice. when we cook at home and then it's like 45 minutes of our life. Let's gone to me uh, again, staring at the back of your sure. head you know and it would with probably the only be 25 minutes if you would help hey, me do the dishes oh, oh shots fired shots shots fired hey again do you know what i'm hearing is we want to see you is that you want to see me and if you're looking for the best meal of your life <laughs> yep hit i up, love that hit up I love christina that. this is so good because we literally just <laughs> I gotta quit saying literally. We we were just I gave with Joe some, editors notes right before this. We were just with someone that that said your sister said she needs her and Carlos need friends too. So I sent her a friend request on social media. I accepted it. I get it. But now you're gonna get people asking for a dinner invite. Oh yeah. I hope. I'm yeah. just telling you right now, maybe we'll do a real king in dinner in the park pop up. Hey, yeah. hey, hey Belgium. Summer. It's it might Belgium. be worth the flight to come in and get some of this <laughs> the Spanish rice over here. Yeah. I uh we have a lot of people though, not just Belgium. Yeah. We have people all, all over the US. Yeah. Shout out US. Hey, Cali. A lot of people in California. Yeah, a lot of people in California. Mhm. That's awesome. I was out in California for a little while. Vacaville, yeah. Davis, Sacramento. Mhm. It was mm-hmm. interesting. Stayed on a like a mini horse ranch. Slept outside the whole time. Yeah. Very interesting. Uh, I did, by the way, just a note. I don't regularly check friend requests. Yeah. I realize there's some out there that like it would be awkward to accept at this point because it's two years old. (laughs) I'm not kidding. You and Heidi both, like I can't message you on Messenger. Neither one of you check that either. That's correct. So I don't ever use Messenger. No. no. Messenger is where people that I went to middle school with try to sell me products. Oh yeah, because when they're they joined an independent up. business owner now. <laughs> yeah. I'm that's not shade. That's not shade. We all we we know where to go when we need a new Pampered Chef ice cream scoop. Yep. I wear makeup and people think a lot of times that I'm a makeup buyer. Mm. But I try to be pretty frugal with what I put on my face. Yeah. <laughs> me too. Yeah. I don't wear makeup. I wear makeup I'm, every I'm day. I'm that frugal. <laughs> I don't even wear any. That's that's good. No. You're pretty enough as it is. Well, he thank is pretty you. though. It's stupid. He is. Yeah. Yeah. I know when I put on like, like the good for you. the filters. <laughs> good for you. When 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 yeah, I put on the filters, let us put a filter on the uh, most recent cuz I look picture. just like my mother. Yeah, you do look like I like lose that. all my masculinity, right? Meanwhile, there. I look like I put on Okay, you guys. Whoever has TikTok knows that bold glamour is like this new filter that everybody's mm. raving about. I and I put it on and I look like a man in makeup. Do you? With that filter. Yes. I look like <laughs> oh, I am in drag. Yeah. 
Mm -hmm. It's not cute. Anywho, yeah, we did have dinner, and uh, now we're about to chat. All these filters, they don't leave anything to the imagination. What does that mean? Or maybe too much to the imagination. We No, because we can see what we would look like if we had this, that, the other thing. You used to have to go to like a fun house with crooked mirrors to distort your appearance. Now it's just... I feel personally attacked. I love filters. Give me all the filters all the time. Yeah, you're good with filters. Nobody, Anybody that <laughs> follow, <laughs> like, follows me on social media or is a friend of mine on social media, you're not going to spot me in person. I look nothing like that. <laughs> yeah. Catfish. <laughs> yeah. I'm out here catfishing and I'm, pr- I'm fine with it. It's okay. So we had church yesterday. Uh-huh. Yeah, as we do. It was Sunday. Yeah, and we <laughs> lost an hour. Church? Yeah, we did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Lost an hour, got two snowstorms. Um, then we we were we were speaking yesterday. So hey, also quick. Yeah, I used to work with a J Dub, a, a Jehovah's Witness. Yeah. Um, and I always found it so funny because she hated daylight savings time, mm-hmm. and she called this the devil's time. she hated it yeah i i don't mind it carlos anytime carlos doesn't come from a place where they change times right there's a lot of people that don't want to i like it honestly changing time i do i like springing forward because i like it lighter later and then i like falling back because then i like it darker earlier i enjoy it you're all about the ambiance, the cozy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The comfort. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you just talked mm-hmm. about that last week. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, so you guys did speak, but there was a lot that happened even before that. I was wondering if you were going to get to. Yeah. Because things were fired up. Yeah when, yeah, when God takes over a service, you may not speak. Mm-hmm. Which is fine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Disruption. It is funny because before Joe got the word about imagination, I actually, during the entire worship service, I kept seeing a giant eye when I was worshiping because I usually worship with my eyes closed. Mm-hmm. And I just saw this giant eye. And I was like, that's, I'm not sure what that is. And then when he started to speak his imagination word, it was talking about how God sees you. Mm. And I was like, wow. Yeah. That's intense. Real quick, too, we did an exercise during church. I loved that exercise. Yeah. That's a good exercise. You should do Next that Next time more. we're going to scream cry. So we did an exercise where everybody put their hand on their belly. Yeah. And just sang out. Make until, everybody laugh until like, it becomes yeah. real. Yeah. They, they had to take a deep breath in and then put their hand on their belly Joe was trying to be cool about it. He had his fan- fingers like this. His did you hands do it? Folded. Did you do it? Did you trumpet it? I did. Oh, like I got real into it. Yeah. Some people were getting into it. And I'm glad that people found freedom there. Yeah. Or realized yeah, that they had You're a supposed block. to make a joyful noise. And yeah. people don't know how to do that because they assume that everybody's watching them. There's a lie in our head from the enemy that... Everybody's there to spectate what we're doing. Yeah. And most of them are so overwhelmed with their own the sorrows of life and yeah. the troubles of today that they they're there to get fixed too. Yeah. yeah. 
yeah, why don't we just shatter that lie right now? Like, yeah. no one's watching you Nobody, while you're worshiping. Nobody's <laughs> watching you get free and raise your hands. And if they no, are, they're probably... They're cheering you on. If they They're are, cheering you yeah. on or they're provoked to, like, a holy jealousy mm-hmm. of how do I get to that freedom? Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. How do I get there? Before I got comfortable with going up to the altar, um, this was years ago at our prior church, there was a gentleman who was just free as a bird. Mm-hmm. And he would worship so amazing and he would just be all over the front and dancing mm-hmm. and doing it cool by like not like <laughs> like he could actually dance <laughs> like he was so good mm-hmm. and uh that was way before you know I'm at where I'm at now and that I had that where I was like man I wish I could be like that mm-hmm. it's freeing yeah. I hope he still does that I hope so too yeah because that's amazing yeah so it was good because it was, you just sing out. And you know, sometimes if I'm feeling a little bit stuck, stuck, you just, the whole point is to like sing or, you know, make that noise from your gut. Yeah. And it just, it does something for you. Mm-hmm. I was just talking with a friend before we came on the phone. Mm-hmm. And um, I had, I'd heard this message a long time ago and the man speaking was talking about, um, you know, if I bought you a car and I went down to the car dealership and I went and I wrote the check mm-hmm. and paid for the car and I came to you and I gave you the keys and I said, I bought you a car. It's down at the dealership. You just have to go down and sign the paperwork and pick it up. And then we would go down to the dealership and then try and negotiate a down payment Mm-hmm. Right, um, they would look at us like we've lost our mind because the car is paid for. It's paid in full, mm-hmm. and that's what Jesus did on the cross. He paid in full for our freedom, mm-hmm. for our deliverance, for our yep. healing, for our our mental wellness. Mm-hmm. So it's like every time we get in a place where we should just go pick up the car and take it for a ride. We're trying to negotiate a down payment. Mm-hmm. What do I have to do to get to this spot? Yeah. And God's, he trusts us and he's waiting for us to just step into our own in him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like we're trying to pay him back. Well, we all, we all want our heart's cries to be authentic in some way. Yeah. And the only way be, I've ever become authentic is if if I put my whole self into into the knowledge I have of God and then that, when his personality and his spirit gets into my being and I get to have him come and dine in me and I dine with him, that's when I become authentic. And then mm-hmm. my personality mixed with his word and his spirit brings me to a, a place of freedom that I never thought possible. You know, And so those places yeah. where you get to where you can dance free and you can sing and you can, you know, you don't have to win Grammys to sing in church. No, you because don't. that's a show. I'm, I'm proof of that. <laughs> the 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 we we were watching a Benny Hinn teaching. Now everybody only knows him because of him doing crusades and people tipping over, but he's actually a really good teacher, like a Bible teacher. Mm-hmm. And he was at his son in law's church and his daughter's church. Um and he was teaching on worship. And mm-hmm. it was it was probably one of the most down to earth um, Bible-based teachings I've ever heard in my life. 
and you just felt the Spirit of God all the way through the teaching. And it was mm-hmm. so plain. And he was just talking about whether or not you've been there in the presence of God. Well, I think sometimes... So before I ever had anybody do that uh, exercise, Pastor Lynette was already trying to get people there. Mm-hmm. By She was saying, you know, lift your voice like a trumpet. And she was saying that sometimes I think... We have to do things practically yes. and all together yes. so that nobody feels dumb. Yes. Y- you feel dumb if you're not doing it right. then. Yes. Right. And so like, I think there needs to be more of that. Absolutely. Where people are actually, like you shouldn't have to come to a separate workshop right. to learn how to like do a thing during worship, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I think it's important that we do those things together corporately. Wow. Yeah. This idea or mentality of, well, I hope the rapture happens. Can't wait to get to heaven because the worship is going to be so good there. We, we have like to. That. Well, there's people that do. Well, <laughs> I I talk to people all the time, and they're like, "The Lord's coming soon," and I'm like, "Well, we haven't done anything." Like I'm walking past thousands of unreached through Walmart and Target and all the all the places that we travel through. Every gas station. I hope he doesn't come today because I still probably have some more people on his list that I haven't tried to share Christ with. Mm-hmm. You know, so the the escape clause of getting raptured out of out of this earth and leaving those that he loves that have not heard. How can they hear if they don't have a preacher, right? Jesus said that. Well, I don't think when people are saying that they're not thinking about the loss, they're thinking about how much earth sucks right <laughs> so when we, but this this is the thing earth sucks. your worship and you ministering to the to the spirit of god mm-hmm. through your worship and your praise in this element on this earth where you're in adversity you're in under oppression through governmental things and communal things where people are are rising a standard against your high standard mm-hmm. saying you need to you're not accepting you're not affirming you're not loving because you won't affirm my sin so if we can worship and praise God through that mm-hmm. and lift up a joyful noise here that's way more meaningful to God than when we're on the other side in, in eternity because we're going to be in his presence like, I don't even think we'll think like that. So it's interesting because yesterday, so I walked in early and I looked at Heidi and there was a song playing before we started to play. And I said, Heidi, I could just like scream cry this song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For a while. Yeah. That's good too. She was like, yeah, me too. So there was like a heaviness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And, uh. That was how the whole word started, though. Cause yeah. I, I walked in and I felt that heaviness. It was yeah. like the weight of the presence of God. Which people, the, your point was that people can confuse feeling the weightiness yeah. of God's presence with a spirit of heaviness and oppression. Right. Mm-hmm. And you have to be able to discern. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it was a good. Sometimes heavy. he's just like thick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and some we we carry so much in with us that we're thinking about circumstance, right? 
like the, People the think bill too you much just got when in the mail. Church. You know, yeah. you you get the mail on Saturday, and you get a medical bill from something that, and you're looking at it. And it's like, oh man, how are we ever going to? And then you drag all that in. The the one morning you set aside to to worship in um, in a corporate setting. And then a lot of times you're met by people in similar struggles because that's your peer group Mm -hmm. and that's what attracts you to each other because misery loves company, you know, like all of a sudden you, you have these conversations right away in the morning before worship about, yeah, I was at the doctor this last week and all they said, it'd take a miracle to have my knee or my arm or, you know, and you have all these dialogues going on and then you walk in and you feel that weight and you're like, oh. I shouldn't have came today. And you, your discernment's down. Like your discernment's not where it needs to be because when I walked in and felt, when I felt that weight, I had gotten a call to do a trauma cleanup on Friday. Mm-hmm. And it was not a good situation. And I actually haven't done that in a while. Yeah. You know? And I was really glad they contacted me because then I got to the place and I got to try and minister to one of the residents, mm-hmm. you know. So, um, and so that stuff's that real touchy. Feeling of yeah, because y- you have residents come out of places trying to get details, and you can't say a word. Mm-hmm. You know, you're you're you're. I have to go in, deal with the situation. I have to be respectful of everybody involved. I can't have an opinion. Mm-hmm. I. If I look around the the apartment or the unit and there's drugs and alcohol, I don't get to have an opinion of why anything happened to anybody. And as a a Christian, a follower of Christ, my heart breaks for those people Mm -hmm. and the family. And then to be the first one there, you know, like that's not cool to Mm -hmm. like. So like I already had like a heaviness of my own because I just had this experience and um. So I walk in and I and and the Lord just starts speaking to me about my discernment and the discernment of others and if we walk into uh, you know if you think about John on the Isle of Patmos when he when Jesus appeared to him he fell like a dead man mm-hmm. fell fell dead right right Jesus says don't be afraid mm-hmm. because the presence of the Almighty, it it comes with with a fear to the flesh. You know, like you can't stand up there, right? Mm-hmm. It's heavy, and it's it's life changing. So, my thought with that, and in the comparison of that situation, and then feeling that, and then all of a sudden feeling like the Lord was really speaking to me about, you know, these some of these folks. It wasn't everybody. There there was just a couple that He highlighted that walked in and they already had heaviness mm-hmm. and now they're experiencing this other heaviness and it's just like another weight to the it's pile. It's compounding rather than freeing. Right. And yeah. what, what they needed to do was make a trade. He wanted to take their heaviness. Yeah. Cause his yoke is easy yeah, and, and his, his burden, burden is light. light. Yeah. That, that, so one of the things like I felt like the Lord spoke to me today. So Heidi, real quick while he's looking that up, were you seeing, so you were in worship mm-hmm. and when did you feel like you got your, 
that vision of the eye? Was it like right the away? Whole time. It was just like an impression that mm-hmm. you had. It was impression. And so there was there was a theme. Did did mom get a word too? She well, was, she was speaking about things because there was a there was somebody that spoke up and said that they had been going through some stuff and yeah. that they were working through some like inner healing stuff and yeah. she just immediately started praying on her. Yeah, that was amazing too. Yes, to be that transparent—that's freedom right there. So God really, to be able to speak freely of traumas that had to do with um, abuse mm-hmm. and and just be open. Yeah. That's that's like eighty percent of the the battle to freedom right there. That's yeah. You're about eighty to ninety percent through deliverance when you can just openly, and then to forgive the person in a corporate setting. Yeah, it was very cool. And then I just had it strongly impressed on me, like, you know, inner healing is one of those really touchy ministries. You better be really prayed up, and you better really know what you're doing when you're working with people on inner yeah. healing. Yeah, because you can't you can't lead them back to hurt. That's the thing. And so it was impressed on me to say, you, you're you already through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, God already brought you through it. He's revealing to you now what your testimony is. Yeah. Yeah. But you've already been through all that, and he brought you out. Absolutely. Everybody with a Christian grandma in, in the U.S. probably walked in the house and seen two things, a picture of Jesus mm-hmm. that felt like the eyes followed you through the whole house, mm-hmm. and two... A picture of footprints, the footprints in the sand where there's oh, yeah. two and then it becomes one and then two again. Mm-hmm. And and it's the idea that when it went to one set of footprints, everybody's like, Lord, why'd you leave me? And he says, no, that's when I carried you. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. um, when when you get on the other side of that, she she can look and see now like God didn't let them take my physical life Mm -hmm. he didn't let them destroy me as a person they may have stole from me emotionally and socially and physically but god put me here today because he's got plans is that the point at which you got the word i can't remember it all happened it's like right after that right yeah and and there was no there was no planning for anything you know Mm -hmm. we we were just going through the service and but what's funny is like you had that word about imagination. You were up front with him, weren't you? Mm-mm. Not at that point. No, she was still. The night before, Carlos and I were looking at some stuff for, like, media. And then I was like, I stumbled up upon this quote from Oswald Chambers. And then he has my utmost for his highest, like that devotional. Mm-hmm. And then I ended up reading the whole thing. And uh, you were talking about, Using your imagination with your faith. Yes. And the way... I'm going to read it quick. Um, This is from my utmost first highest. You want me to share the part of the word? Yeah. So what? that was where Pastor Lynette came in because um, she she had a vision that um, it was like the hands of God just took the weapons raised up against people and just crumpled them up into powder and, and just, she watched it like sift through his fingers. Mm -hmm. And then what I had gotten was that the weapons, we, we were looking at circumstance, like Peter looking at the waves Mm -hmm. when he stepped out of the boat, we were looking at, people were looking at circumstance as the weapons and those aren't the weapons. 
So the weapon that was actually, <laughs> the thing that was being weaponized against people was their imaginations. Mm-hmm. So their thought patterns, their thought life is what the enemy was using as a weapon to tear them down and to build strongholds and gain footholds in their life. And then cultivate an environment of circumstance around them so it was easier to use their minds against them. So it was a word where um, we ended up praying over people for um, mental breakthrough and spiritual breakthrough Mm -hmm. and sound mind. Which is the song that was playing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so God kind of had a theme Mm -hmm. like way before we even knew what was going on. Um... So it was, it's from Oswald Chambers, the thing that I had read. And it's funny because I was also in a discussion with mom and dad like the night before. And I said something, we were talking about a lot of things, but I said, you know, it's very interesting to watch people sometimes when they are pleasantly surprised at a situation because so many people gear them up, gear themselves up for worst case scenario Mm -hmm. because they imagine it. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, we've talked about this a little bit before where like people, you know, you've, anybody has probably had an imaginary argument in yeah, the shower. I, I can have a full argument with you before I run into you. Right. And then you and run into me and I'm not feeling any sort of way, but you are immediately angry. Hmm. You know what I mean? Or like you're immediately like on a different level. I gotta call this person, but they'll probably do this and. If they don't answer the phone, it'll be this. People gear themselves up a lot, and they, most of the time, they're incorrect. I mean, research shows. Yeah. I'm not saying me. I'm saying there's actual research that shows that when you try to guess what people are going to do, you're wrong most of the time. Well, just like the whole worship thing where the, the first time I ever raised my hands in church, like, I felt led to surrender to, to the Lord. Mm hmm. But I wasn't really thinking about surrendering to the Lord when I lifted my hands. I was thinking about, oh, my God, people are probably watching me right now. That's so weird. Nobody is watching yeah, you. Yeah, nobody, nobody Say is. it again. Nobody's watching you. Um, the, the greater the level of freedom you get, you know, the less you're moved by those thoughts. The verse is, thou wilt, ke- wilt, wow. thou wilt keep him in perfect peace whose imagination is stayed on thee. Isaiah 26, 3. And it says, is your imagination stayed on God or is it starved? The starvation of the imagination is one of the most fruitful sources of exhaustion and and sapping of, in a worker's life, which is interesting because look back at our bad day episode. And Heidi, you and I literally were looking at our energy bills and we talked about this, how we looked at our energy bills to see in real life we did this. Mm-hmm. Like, where is where is the energy going yeah (laughs) like what's our usage and it this is talking about like if you lose your imagination and your ability to imagine the all the things that god can do for you it's one of the most fruitful sources of exhaustion in your life or you use your imagination to to imagine what if or what could happen and we said this once before on episode two but like if if you have a thought of but what if that is never coming from the holy spirit right no that is always coming from the enemy okay so it says if you have never used your imagination to put yourself before god begin to do it now it is no use waiting for god to come 
you must put your imagination away from the face of idols and look unto him and be saved. Imagination is the greatest gift God has given us, and it ought to be devoted entirely to him. If you have been bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ, it will be one of the greatest assets to faith when the time of trial comes, because your faith and the Spirit of God will work together. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. It is. Well, you can use your imagination to, you know, you may not physically see a mountain moved and cast into the sea, right? But you, you can imagine. You know what's wild? What? I mean, we've had, we have people that listen in Denver. Carlos and I went through Colorado last year. The mountains are, so, you guys, a mountain and cast it into the sea. Do you know how big a mountain is? Right. We live in the land of molehills over here yeah. in Wisconsin. That's so big. I I think of that every time I'm in the mountains, every single time. And you guys know I like to go to the mountains almost more than I like to go to like the ocean. Mm-hmm. But it's even it's just the enormity of it. Like that's wild. So it said. Um, learn to associate ideas worthy of God with all that happens in nature, the sunrises and sunsets, the sun and the stars, the changing seasons, and your imagination will never be at the mercy of your impulses, but will always be at the service of God. Mm. Um, it says, remember whose you are and whom you serve. Provoke yourself by recollection and your affection for God will increase tenfold. Your imagination will not be starved any longer, but it will be quick and enthusiastic and your hope will be inexpressibly bright. You know, God's been working with us. We were just talking yesterday because Maximus bought this flower and it's been like blooming out of season. Oh, like a plant. Yeah. Okay. So um, it continues to just bud and bloom, bud and bloom. And it's it's out of its season. And then I was listening to a teaching by Bill Johnson, and he was talking about how that started to happen in his wife's prayer room with a with a plant. And all of a sudden it was it was blooming like twelve months out of the year. And he said God started showing them that he was getting their eyes off of what we see as natural seasons. And the mm-hmm. ability of natural season and, and natu- natural fruit production into a supernatural. And then he quoted um, Ezekiel 47, t- 9 or 12, I can't remember. But it talks about the trees uh, pr- planted by the river. Um, you, you, uh, you know that it talks about us as humans knowing that... The harvest is, you know, this time of year. But those trees, because of what God did, were going to produce fruit mm-hmm. every day of every year, right? And and getting our eyes and our imaginations off of natural seasons and starting to apply, you know, the, the economy of heaven to our situation. So, like, the economy of heaven us being a part of that, we're not held into the realm of the, the natural season of this earth, you know, the, the weather or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, now it's like 
the timing doesn't seem right to us for this, this, or this, you know, situation. But what God's doing is he's producing fruit out of season, and then we're going to see a harvest out of season. Mm -hmm. But because of our natural minds and intellect and how we see things and how we imagine they should go, we're not prepared for when the when the harvest comes, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's deep. Mm-hmm. We're not there yet, but we're getting there. You know, but that the whole using your imagination, like he gave us this imagination, and more often than not, we allow the enemy to use it as a playground to to take us into a a, a lack of confidence because we can imagine the the worst of the worst, mm-hmm. the worst case scenario. Instead of imagining the best case scenario, you know, um, when when your boss calls and leaves you a message, call me. If it's anybody usually, leaves me a message yeah. that says call me. Yeah, it's usually like, oh, no, this is my last day on the job. Not, I bet you they're calling to give me a promotion. You know, like we have to we have to have our imagination surrendered. We surrender our members to to God. And his, what does his word say about us? Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're, we're born for such a time as this. We're beautifully and wonderfully made. We're made in his image and likeness. We're creative. Well, when he was talking about when you walk into the church building and you have a spirit of heaviness, yeah. the only way that I can combat that, and not the heaviness from the Lord, the heaviness from the world, is I actually have to, I, I can't, lately I can't fellowship before church. Mm-hmm. I have to immediately get up, get ready, and then go into worship before worship even starts. Mm -hmm. Because if I wait to go into worship until worship actually starts, then I just spend all that time... Warming up. Yeah. And so I'm already there by the time people are just walking in. Mm -hmm. I think that piece is important. Obviously, you know, there's tons of people that don't do pre-service prayer, which is fine. But for me personally, that's something that I've had to do. And then the only way that... I can get rid of those swirling thoughts when I actually worship where you're because you begin to know the words so well that you they almost become robotic. Yeah. You stop thinking about what they mean. You're able to sing them and still think about what Susie just said to you in the bathroom. And so that piece right there, I actually is where I had to use my imagination, where when I worship now, all I do is. I force my brain to put myself in the throne room. Mm-hmm. Like I force my brain to imagine me kneeling before the Lord when I'm worshiping. I don't allow the swirling thoughts to happen because I force my brain to be like, okay, close your eyes. You're in God's throne room right now. Or close your eyes. You're in God. You're dancing with Jesus right now. Mm-hmm. And then when I worship, it takes the worship to a different level. Yeah. When you, when you force your imagination to overtake the swirling thoughts. Mm -hmm. It's interesting because a lot of people have made comments or like we've done a lot of work in terms of like church, like decor and design. But one thing that is like a permanent thing is the cross. Mm -hmm. Like we have a cross in the front Mm -hmm. and it's been really important to the pastors that we don't ever replace that with like a screen Mm -hmm. because your imagination is just like you describe it. It's like very easy. It's, 
I mean, you've heard us on the podcast. Like it, we, you can't just like stay in one lane, right? You'll start thinking about like what you're going to have for lunch. And like you start, honestly, like I think some people can just get distracted in their own thoughts of like, rather than worshiping God, they think about like all the things they're going to have in heaven. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And like it's stop. It goes back to that like transactional place rather than like just wanting to spend time with Him. Mm-hmm. And it's really easy in modern churches and especially non-denominational churches like ours for them to remove like they put up only screens mm-hmm. right up front <clears throat> and like they don't have the cross anymore. Mm-hmm. It's a visual reminder of why you're there. Mm-hmm. And I, I understand why they don't want, I'm not judging. That's not casting a judgment, but I think it's easy for people to disassociate, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. In anything people can disassociate and they, they, it, then it starts to feel like a concert. Yeah. More than it is. Um, it's actually supposed to be a worship experience for everybody there. So Heidi, something you said, um, sparked thought in me Mm -hmm. so when we were growing up we never had like tv on in the house on a sunday morning ever no and like weren't allowed even now i don't Mm -hmm. yeah i don't watch tv for church um carlos didn't grow up that way (laughs) there have been times where i'm like ew why do you have the tv on stop because it's like you got to get your game face on so to speak like you got to be warmed up and ready by the time you get to church it's not supposed to be like a i always think that about heaven too like (laughs) that people think we're gonna have like a meet and greet when we get there Mm -hmm. and you know you're gonna have a warm-up period um but when did you when did that shift happen for you was it more recent it was uh for a year now since 2021 yeah, because I, I, I feel like if if I go out and I do the whole fellowship thing before church, I do a little bit, mm-hmm. but I usually go in for like a half hour to an hour beforehand and and just worship and pray, like by ourselves. In my heart, I love people. I love seeing them prosper. Mm-hmm. I love seeing them have um, mental wellness, physical wellness, spiritual wellness. So when I see people miss out you know they i've been there i've i've been a recipient of physical healing um medically i i should have died you know so i've i've had these gifts miraculous things in my life so to see people miss out over something so simple you know of just finding common ground with somebody over an ailment or mm-hmm. over a a daughter-in-law they don't like or something, you know, it's heartbreaking to me because I'm like, you're so close. If you just take one more swing, mm-hmm. you'll probably bust through that, that last, you know, you, you see the, the cartoon of the guy in the, in the mine that's taking the hammer or the chisel and he's just about to break through the diamonds and he gives up and, and goes home, you know, and it's like, you're just, we're just on the brink of this. And, and the presence of God was so strong. And who knows, maybe, maybe it was just hope you were supposed to get today. Thank 
you so much for joining us today. We pray that you found encouragement through what we've shared. We would be so honored if you would make sure that you're following us. You should also find us on Instagram and Facebook. You can find us at at the Real King Podcast. That's at T-H-E Real King Podcast. And don't forget, we put out new episodes every Monday. See you next time. Thank you.